Hello, I'm your host, Leonard Duncan. Welcome to a new episode of ATV Talk and Motorsports Podcast. Please join us every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We bring you interviews with industry professionals, live events, live news about the motorsports industry in every episode. Enjoy the show. Whether we are out riding with our friends and family or racing in extreme environments, we all need good tires. That's why I recommend GBC Power Sports Tires, a division of Greenball Corp. Their products, which include XC Master, Mini Master, and Groundbuster 3, are what leading professionals in the ATV UTV industry are using. You can get your tires at greenballtires.com or find them on Instagram as GBC Tires for further inquiries. Neve Shaw, welcome back to ATV Talk. How are you, young lady? Good. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure as always. So uh, we haven't talked in a while. We tried to get together and you had an illness. And um, uh, I was telling you in the in the pre-conversation that it scared me when it was your mom that texted me that you weren't feeling well. Yeah, yeah. It was, I, I couldn't. Couldn't do really anything, but uh, yeah, we're all better now. Well, that well, yeah, you've raced a couple of races since then. Yep, yep, got two. How, let's can we go back to 2022 first before yeah. we roll into 23? Um, yeah. back and forth, I watched a little bit of stuff, but Loretta's you had um, a pretty hard get off, yeah, yeah, first moto. Going to the first corner, uh, thought I had the whole shot. And then all of a sudden, I just see dirt, sky, dirt, sky. And uh, it was about third gear, pretty much wide open going down through there. Maybe even fourth. I can't really remember. But, uh, yeah, we we fell off pretty hard. Luckily, didn't get run over. Um, but it, it, that one hurt pretty good. Uh, I got up and to walk away, and then I sat down because it winded me a little bit. And then... Uh, my ankle started hurting pretty bad. It was like throbbing. I couldn't walk on it or nothing. So we went and got checked out by the ambulance. But uh, they were like, they didn't think anything was broken. So we went back to the pits. Uh, my dad and a couple others got the bike ready for Moto2. And we lined up and went out there. And I think I got fourth in that Moto. But I was going over every jump with one foot because I just it, everything just hurt. But uh, still went out there and toughed it out that did anything other than you know a sprained ankle i'm assuming yeah a sprained ankle it took me about two months to get back fully but uh i woke up sunday and i could not move my neck uh i was having to turn like with my whole body i couldn't move my neck so i got pretty bad whiplash but uh luckily didn't get a concussion i hit my head pretty hard uh because i felt the impact like it just it was a weird feeling, but I was still awake through the whole thing. Uh, yeah, my neck and my shoulders and stuff were pretty sore, but I landed head first, so uh, it was to be expected. Did you wear? A, do you wear a neck brace or anything? Yeah, I wear a chest protector and neck brace. Luckily, I had those on. It. I think it saved saved me pretty good there. Wow, that's that's pretty gnarly. Um, I also in one of our text messages back and forth. You go to college. Yep. Yep. Full time. How many credits do you carry? Uh, right now I've got probably close to 120 credits. But, but I mean, I got, how many in a semester, how many do you carry? Oh, uh, I have five classes this semester, but usually four. So about 12. How do you physically go to college or is it online? I, I do it online right now. You like it better online than physically going to college? Yeah, you get more flexible schedule and with racing, it helps a lot. What are you studying to be? Uh, I want to be RN. So, a, so uh, nursing. 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 Yep. Wow. That's a yeah. very admirable profession. My, yeah, my wife uh, is a... Sorry about that. Go ahead. No, it, it's uh, it's something I've wanted to be for a while. I mean, I don't know. I, I'll enjoy it. Do you? Did you do any of the candy striper stuff 
or uh, go and and work in the hospital and and do any aid work before you uh, decided to do this? No, just from being injured and being in hospitals, it's something that just sparked my interest. But uh, yeah, I guess not a really good way to be interested in it, but uh, it's just something I want to do. I like helping people. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that is a that is a rough way to find your place on the uh, in in the planet to help people is to get hurt and be in a hospital. <laughs> Yeah, I've been in there a couple of times with a couple of injuries, but uh, yeah. That's yeah. crazy stuff right there. Did you build a new machine for 2023? Yes. Yeah, so we took the race machine. We actually had to run that one two, two years in a row, which not like us. We usually like to rebuild them every year, but this year we went completely through it. Uh, thought everything was new on it. So uh yeah, it's it's uh I'm pretty happy with it. Um a lot of people came together to get that thing for this year. Is it a CRF with a Suzuki chassis or a, a hybrid setup? Yeah, it's it's a, it's the full Walsh chassis, so uh with the 2020 CRF in it. And, but and it's Suzuki based. Just a Honda motor. Just a Honda motor, yeah. And you're still really excited about the way it works and, and the, the, the setup you have? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm loving it. We actually got a, a second one this year uh, to practice on because the past two past two years, I was having to practice and race the same bike, and uh, the wear on it was just getting too much. So this year we, we found another one. Um, we actually did a little trading with uh, Dane Molander to get it. And uh, so now I have two identical bikes that I can ride. Uh, so I can ride the practice bike and just hop on the race bike and go. So we're not all the time on one bike. How much has that changed for you in preparation for each race and for this season? Uh, it's helped. It's helped quite a bit this year. Um, being able to have one bike just to practice on, and then one that's just strictly for racing helps a lot because you can just hound out on the practice bike and not have to worry about, you know, hours on the motor and stuff like that. Just wear and tear. Right. Right. I didn't get to meet your dad when we were in Briarcliff. Yeah. Um, he didn't get to come to that one. That's the only one he didn't get to go to. Yeah. It just, just so happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was funny when we were there, I, I walked up to your trailer and Jeremiah Jones is in there. And yep. you guys are having a conversation. I thought I wanted to meet up with him and it was just convenient that he was already talking to you. So I got to oh, yeah. talk to both of you at the same time. Yeah. He's a, uh, he, he's my neighbor. So I get to see him a lot. Uh, he helps out with me a lot. Uh, he was actually the one that assembled my race bike this year. Uh, he's done it for the past couple of years, actually. Well, since pretty much since we moved down here, he, He's been in 2014. He's all my big bikes. He's assembled. That's that's that, dude, that's a great guy to have to work on your stuff. Yeah, it, it, he's he's awesome. I I love having him work on my stuff. I I trust him. Um, he's not gonna do anything that's gonna hurt me or anything. You know, it, it's it's nice to have trust in what you're riding. Oh, I bet it is. But, so uh, yeah. you've also trained with him as far as him helping with your skill set, what are some of the drills that he puts you through? Um, so I started coming to him in 2013, no, 2012, a little bit too, but when we was little, it was mainly just, uh, cone drills. He'd have cones and we'd go, he'd set cones out in the corners and stuff and be like, don't let off till here. And, have another cone for where you need to break, get back on the gas and stuff. And he just set, set it all up. And then as we got faster, he'd move the cones around and just kept moving them around just so we could get faster into the corners. Um, then jumping, he, uh, I've never really liked jumping, but, uh, we had a couple little jumps and he would just give me the confidence to get over them and stuff. But, uh, we do a lot of work with cones. Uh, they help a lot. And uh there's there's several different drills we do with cones. There's some like we do like 
figure eight and like weaving through cones and stuff, a lot of brake control, throttle control, stuff like that. How much of a notice in the difference in the way you ride when you do the drills versus when you're not? Do you do you create bad habits when you're not training with him as much? Yeah, so I we really haven't done anything together the past couple. It's probably, it's been a good probably two years, three years since we've really done any drill drills, but uh, it's definitely it it's different when you're not doing them because you just get lazy when you're you're not doing the correct like going into a corner the correct way and stuff just getting lazy and stuff honestly need to get the cones back out and, and start working with them a little bit more but uh yeah it, it's a it's a lot different that i bet it is what did you think of Gatorback? um it's i liked it um except for those two massive step-ups i did not like those uh, I saw a lot of people wreck on them, so it kind of just like got in my head. And uh, but the rest of the track, I, I liked it. It was actually kind of similar to the track we have at the house. Very hard packed, rocky. Um, the rest of the track was pretty. I liked it. I mean, it's something different. Nobody's really been. Nobody's ever been there really, um, except for some of the older guys that were back there in 2006. But uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's a good time down there. Very good, very well-run facility. That's what a lot of people have said is they were really excited the fact that they didn't till when they heard that the water was coming. Yeah, they uh, they actually they spent all Friday. This guy, I'm telling you, from the time we started practicing until probably way after, this guy was on the start on this roller, rolling it in, just like constantly just going over it so it packed in and i'm pretty sure they packed in some of the track with it too but um yeah they left it even on friday like they didn't even they didn't touch a lot of it they touched like what they needed to touch but uh they just left it so if it did rain the water would just go away wouldn't soak in you know and that track's been around a long time so i'm sure that they have it handled on what oh, they yeah. know to do and not to do. It was perfect. Like the rain that we did get, it would just like water the track. So they didn't even have to water the track on Saturday. Like it would just, it would sprinkle enough to just, it was perfect. That's, that's what you want. Yeah. Uh, you race, did you race uh, one of the B classes or one of the A classes on Sunday? Uh, I raced B class down there. Yeah. And the track conditions were good on Sunday as well. Yeah, they were good. They were really good. Um, they were, if not better than Saturday, just because they knew there was no rain coming. So they actually kind of got to work more of the track, fill in some of the holes. But uh, yeah. It's motocross. They're not supposed to do any track maintenance. <laughs> yeah. No, it got pretty rough um, Friday down there. Yeah. When we, when they had a full prep on it. When you went to uh, uh, underground, um, you went two two. How was underground for you? Oh, that was it. Was not good for me. Uh, terrible starts. I don't know. I had really good starts at Gatorback, and then we go to Texas, and I don't know what happened. But I was like mid pack start, so I had to fight my way through both motos to get to second. But uh, that track was weird this year. I've been there previous years and it's never been like that i don't know that i think it was the rain that they got on thursday and previously throughout the week um made the track really wet so it was got really deep but it got down to a hard base so the ruts wouldn't be like rough or nothing it was just super deep so you were just dragging everywhere and then some of the corners were flat and like this hard base and it was weird i don't know i've never seen it like that it's usually real choppy and rough and rutted <laughs> but uh did, did it cause you uh, any disturbance in your way you rode or was no, it, just it just because it was it's just different um i don't know i was just going in there expecting something that it wasn't and uh i don't know just threw me off guard a little bit what did you think of the rollers right before the finish oh uh, they're terrible they beat my brains out <laughs> Every time I went through there, I should have just jumped them. Now that I look back at it, I should have just 
jumped him like everybody else. Well, the faster guys were. I know he could have, but uh, yeah, he beat my brains out going through there every lap. What were you thinking? I mean, I, was, I know, I know, I've seen you ride, and I've <laughs> seen videos of you ride. You have skills. What were you thinking to cause you not to do that? I don't know. I uh, I I don't know. I knew I could do it. They're like the Ten Commandments at Loretta's. That's what, literally what they reminded me of. But uh, I don't know it. I don't know. I just didn't. I just didn't just trust in myself fully. But one hundred percent, if I could make it all the way, I don't know. I didn't want to case them. But then people said that you case it a little bit, it didn't hurt. And then I don't know. I was just like, yeah, just beat my brains out, I guess. Isn't the chassis system that you ride more of a frame drag style system for where you can drag a little bit and it doesn't upset the way the machine handles? Yeah, I mean, when I'm when I was in the ruts, I mean, it would it it just glided through there pretty well. Um, it I think it drug more just because of my stupid line choices, but, uh, <laughs> come on yeah. now, but, uh, no, I mean, it, it's fine. I mean, it's fine when, when it's dragging, it's not, it don't beat me too crazy. Well, it, that, 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 that happens. Um, but, when you're, when you're out there with all the ladies and you see your class is growing, Oh yeah, it's it's getting bigger. I, I I love it. I mean, when I when we first started, there wasn't that many in there in the women's class. When I first saw when I was younger, I mean, there wasn't that many like it is today. Um, it's keep it's it's kept growing. And at Texas, some of the girls weren't even there, so it would have been even bigger there. How many did you have on the gate? I believe ten. I think. I believe we had 13, 12 or 13 at uh Gatorback. I can't remember exactly. Somewhere around there. And Andrea wasn't there either. So that would have been another one to add. Yeah, she's not coming back till Iron Man. Yeah, Iron Man's her first one. Yep. Yeah, I, I was teasing her. Um, I believe she's building a new machine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, she told her I was at Loretta's. That she, she was gonna build a new machine. She was going to build a new machine because she wrecked the one she was she had at that time. Yep. Yeah, she wrecked pretty pretty hard um, at uh, Loretta's and Ten Commandments. Yeah, and Kinsey got hurt. That's where she hurt her knee. Yep. All three of us got hurt there. It's crazy. Yeah, that, that was not the last a good, race of the year. That was not a good day for uh, WMX, right? No, that was not. What are you looking for for the season? Um, I believe you're second in points um, yeah. with with two seconds. Um, what are you looking for in the rest of the season to possibly uh, switch that around with Kinsey and possibly pulling off some some victories? Yeah, I definitely want to get some victories. Uh, it's been a while since I have. I didn't get one at all last year, which uh, kind of stung a little bit. But uh, yeah, I've. I've got a little bit of work to do right now to catch up to her. Uh, she's riding really good right now. Uh, just got to work on a few little things to get a little bit faster. She's jumping some of the bigger jumps, so that don't help uh, help at all, which uh, props to her because I don't know. Some of them jumps are a little scary to me. Do you you train on a motocross track too, correct? Yes. Do you have large jumps on it or are you we we got some good down? size ones? We got some good size ones out there. We have a we have a 90 foot double, but I've yet to hit that. I know I could, I know how to, I know exactly how to do it. It's just it's commitment issues. <laughs> but uh that's a lot of my problem. Or is it sudden stopping issues that you're worried about? Yeah, I, I just uh I like to grab the brakes a little too much. <laughs> but, yeah. well hey i wouldn't jump it either so uh, i'm not <laughs> laughing i'm not laughing at you i'm laughing with you because yeah i'm not no it's a pretty yeah. decent sized jump out there i don't know some of them are 
but that, uh, that's a long way. Yeah, it is. I know uh, the guys that hit it out here at the tracker fourth gear, pretty much wide open. That's just fast. <laughs> yeah. And it throws you so high. Do you think that the uh, WMX uh, in, is increasing with the caliber of ladies that you're going to race against and that they're, they're going to start pushing you guys to do more of the jumps and to ride harder? Yeah, definitely. Um, Kinsey's kind of elevating it a little bit. Uh, just with her ground speed is pretty good. And she she will jump some of the big jumps if she feels comfortable enough to. And uh, that we probably wouldn't have two, three years ago, you know. Uh, the class has definitely gotten faster. And I think some of the – the from – sixth place up there i mean they're starting to get faster you're noticing a a definite well didn't ellie roush whole shot one of the motos yeah she whole shotted the first one i believe pretty sure it was the first one first moto at texas uh yeah she if you watch the video she was gone like a rocket out of there but uh yeah she pulled the first one she's pretty good at starts as ellie well, she's no offense, Ellie. She's not a real big. She's not a real big. So she, yeah. you're, you're giving her, uh, you know, Kinsey's tall, and and you're, uh, you yeah. know, pulling more weight. So you're you're giving her a few horsepower right out of the gate. Oh yeah, yeah. Weight weight to power does, ratio there for sure. Does she run a hybrid like like you and Kinsey? Yeah, Ellie does. Yes. What does she run? She has the Honda chassis with uh, the CRF in it. Same as same as Kinsey. Same as Kinsey. Yep, yep. There's a couple of them that actually have the same. I think there's four or five of them that have that setup. Have you ridden? Have you ridden the Honda chassis at all? Yeah. What do you think of it? Um, I. It's okay. Uh, the center of gravity is a little bit higher than the LTR. That's kind of what throws me off. Um, I did ride a lowered TRX and it was a little bit better, but it just felt like a mini quad when I was on it. I don't know with the lowered subframe felt like I was back, back on a little four wheeler. I mean, I, I ride them pretty good. I just don't feel comfortable. I mean, if I was to get used to it, I think I could ride one, but I've been on a LTR since 2015, the chassis. So it's kind of like, that's just what I know. So let's say they came in with a rule and went production. Would you go track down LTRs like Dane did and race LTRs? Or would you switch over to a Yamaha? Um, so we still have quite a bit of LTR stuff stashed away. Um, but I probably would go with LTR. Maybe a Yamaha. I don't know. I've only rode a couple. So I don't know for sure. I'd have to find something that was set up pretty good for test it out. But uh, I don't know. I, I like the LTR. I always rode good on the LTR. Do you think that the factory LTR is competitive in your class today? Uh, yeah, because that's what I won 2018 championship on was that. Um, I had Andrea and Michelle in there. Uh, I still think we could be pretty competitive on it in tonight today. I'm yeah, I'm wondering because y- you look at some of the pro sport guys or the pro am guys are winning the pro am on factory Yamahas in a class with a lot of hybrids. Yeah. And I some of the guys go ahead. I still think we could. Uh, we had a really good setup with what we had. Uh, we had a lot of things figured out. Uh, Jeremiah was a really big part in that, uh, in the Hill family. They where Troy had his all set up. We, I, we had, we got Troy's two LTRs is what we had when he switched back to Honda. And, uh, but Jeremiah, he knows a lot about them LTRs. So. Well, but, he should. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> he knows them things. You know, if he, he, you can hand him a bolt, just a random bolt that you pick out and he'll tell you exactly where it goes. It's crazy. That's that, that's, 
a true artist of what he does and and what we do because you have to know where all the nuts and bolts go. Oh yeah, he it's crazy. Like I'll just it it blows my mind honestly. You know, caliper bolts are all a certain. Yeah. Oh yeah. Some people just think they're random. No, they're <laughs> they're different. You have we oh, yeah. look at them, you can tell they're different. Oh yeah, he knows. I mean, he knows everything about them things, top to bottom. If something, he'll have one come in the shop because he he works on them. And he'll start it up and he'll be like, "Yep, this is what's wrong with it," and he'll fix it. And that's literally what it was. It's crazy. Like he just knows. That well, he's spent enough time with that model. He should. He, he's also quite the mechanic on other models too, from what I've seen. Oh yeah, uh, you know, he I've works seen him. on about everything over there. Yeah. He, know, fixed, he works on lawnmowers, all kinds of stuff over there. It's crazy. <laughs> Sabasides. It's crazy what he can do with, with just his hands. It's awesome. It's awesome to see. Yeah, it doesn't slow him down one bit, does it? Nope, does not slow him down. That's 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 incredible. It's a fighting spirit. I mean, he's I also when you talk to him about uh I'm sure you do this because he comes and talks to you about your ride on the track and your line choices and things correct yeah oh yeah he'll, he'll come talk to me tell me i'm where i need to pick it up and how slow i'm going that day you know <laughs> he came out to the practice track uh the weekend before um texas and uh he, he just comes out there he'll just watch me when i'm out there putting in a moto or something come back and he's like he told me he's like uh he said you need to stop using all that engine brake uh and start using the real brakes and just how slow I look going into the corners and stuff. But uh it's good. I mean I like it. I, I don't want him to tell me I'm doing good, you know. Need need some need somebody out there to, to critique me. Exactly. I, I listened to him talk about uh Joel because we were standing there during the second moto at Briarcliff and he was telling me about where Joel was faster yeah, and showing oh, yeah. me, showing it to me and his perception of it and the way that he can pick up on it was incredible. I was, you know, I thought I had a pretty good eye, uh, not compared to him. Oh yeah. yeah he, he's, he's seen uh, things that I hadn't seen. I'm like, wow, that's incredible. Yeah. He, uh, he picks up on a lot of things. He, he's very knowledgeable. I, I like being around him. He knows he knows a lot about riding and and I mean just the machines. Line choice, how you're oh, positioning yeah. your body's positioned on the machine. I mean, the, the things that he was talking to me about, and then Joel is probably the hardest one to to critique because his style is so aggressive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he has a he has a way different style than anybody else. I mean, he's just just his own style. He's on the gas. He just never lets yeah. off. Never lets off. No, no, it's crazy. Oh, man, I love to think that I know how to ride. And then <laughs> I watch, then I watch a video of that or a lot of you, I, you know, I just go, yeah, you know, don't fool yourself. You don't know how to ride. <laughs> go sit in the back, go sit in the back of the bus and shut your mouth. You know, <laughs> No, you, you you laugh, but uh, I I don't think I've ever even come close to riding as well as, as some of the people I watch today. Um, the the skills that you guys develop riding from such a young age, and you get to go and travel the nationals and 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 participate at a higher level your whole life. Yeah, I've been doing it since I was eight years old, and I'm 21 now, so. It's been, it's a lot, been a lot of years for me, myself. You're still a baby. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like it some days. All them years of motocross, if you wake up a little bit sore. I I dread when I get older. I actually get older. Like I dread it. If you stay in shape, it's not as bad. Right. Because when I wasn't training, the pain was worse. Right. And there's days when, well, when I get out of bed, I'm just like, oh man, yeah, I must be 150 years old. What is wrong with me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially after a rough track nowadays, too. Uh, 
wake up the yeah. next day sore. It was just a work day for me. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't riding. <laughs> yeah. No, there's some days, especially in the winter time for me, just because I've had knee surgery and shoulder surgery. So those don't help at all for me, especially in the winter time. I bet. I bet. But I want to ask you a question about your schooling, if you don't mind. Yeah. I know that RN is you're it's a registered nurse and you're gonna take care of um, multiple different people for multiple different things. But are you going to try to get into a specially specialist style uh, work where you work with a specific style of doctor in a, in a, in a, like uh, sports medicine or something like that? Yeah. So I'm wanting to go into the orthopedic side, um, probably sports medicine. I've I, before I wanted to be a nurse, I wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon. And then I looked at how much school you have to go for, for that. And I said, just forget that. And with how much it costs. So I'm like, well, um, we'll go the nursing route. And uh, I want to do something with sports medicine for sure. In uh, orthopedics, I really like orthopedics. Um, again, I think it's because I've been in orthopedic offices for 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 a few many reasons, you know, but uh I don't know. I just like the environment. I don't know. Something that, that's great that that you have been able to experience it from the the patient side and you want to do it from the care side. That that's admirable. Yeah. Yeah, that's just something I'm, I don't know. Wanted to do it since I was probably 15. My son wants to be a doctor for um sorry Dania, you told me this ten times and I still can't remember. Uh for for something to do with respiratory, your lungs. Yeah, and respiratory therapist. Uh he's a he's a respiratory therapist now. Okay. He wants to become a doctor the that doctor. specializes in, in your lungs. I believe it's it, he gave me the technical term. Yeah, yeah, um, I don't talk about, yeah. And um, he said, yeah, that's a lot of school. He says, it yeah. pays great when you get out. Oh, yeah. But to, to, he said before he would be able to really practice uh, on his own, it would he would be 45 years old. Yeah, yeah, no. He's 33 now. Yeah, that's a lot of school. Hold on one second here. Something crazy just happened. Oh, there we are. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I have no idea what happened. <laughs> the, the computer just switched to a different page and I didn't even touch it. I'm on a Mac. I'm on a uh, Mac and uh, it I didn't touch the, the pad. I don't have a mouse, so huh. I'll have to get my right hand gal in here to, to figure out what happened. When she's when she's editing, she'll he'll be able to hear us and go and watch it and go, oh, that's odd. <laughs> sometimes, you know, there's distortion sometimes when we're talking. Maybe yeah. the Wi-Fi isn't connecting. When you go back and listen to it later, you don't hear the distortion. Huh. Yeah, the conversation comes through. And I don't that's know how crazy. that yeah, I don't know how that works exactly. Yeah. But, no, that's crazy. You know, or maybe Valeria is just editing it out, editing it, and I'm not hearing it. But uh, right, right. I don't know if you noticed, but on Friday nights before the races, uh, we talk with Max. Yeah, and and get him on the on the Instagram. And uh, when we did underground, he walked out to the track and was showing us the moisture and and some of the sections of the track. I thought that was so informative. I really, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I watched a little bit of it uh, actually when he was out there by the track. That, what he's going to try to do is is get um, amateurs and other people. So if he ever comes up and asks you to come out there, make sure yeah. you join in. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because it's it's uh, Cody Collier who races the uh, pro four by four in um, GNCC. He called me on the phone um when we were in texas filming the 4130 motorsports promo video uh-huh and 
my my head was not where it was supposed to be. And I didn't realize he was calling me on Thursday so that we could tape one of those on Friday on one of the live Instagrams on Friday before the first round of the GNCC. Right. When I got home and I called him, I had to apologize because I didn't even realize that the race was that weekend. Right. Uh, I was so wrapped up in what I was doing. Right. That, yeah, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, when you first time we ever did a video like that. So. Right. I, I had, you know, no, no offense. I was shooting from the hip sometimes because I didn't know exactly how you you're supposed to do it and i find out afterwards there is no supposed to be how you do it (laughs) It, it's just how it works out right right yeah you know you know you race the best laid plan doesn't always work no 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 (laughs) definitely not um how much strategy do you and your your team talk about i'm assuming it's your dad and mom that you're strategizing with how much strategy strategizing do you guys do uh, on Friday or Thursday before the race to to set it up? Um, you know, like uh, like just the race weekend. Yeah. So I mean, me and my mom usually will drive there. Uh, we get there Thursday because you got to get in there and get set up. But uh, my dad usually flies in just because he's got to work. But there's a few that he'll drive to, but uh, yeah, we get all the pits set up, and usually we just use Thursday of the day to relax because all the driving we did, and then uh, you know, do a track walk and stuff, and check out the track, make sure we, the bike's ready to go for Friday practice. Um, then we figure out uh, once we get on Friday practice, we uh, see where we need to we need to work on throughout that day, you know, bike adjustments and rider adjustments uh where we need to be faster and stuff you know um then saturday we just kind of go off of how we were friday and just go in go in there and do what we need to do and and you talk about you know line choices or or the whole shot and yourself through the race at all yeah um so usually like me and dad will go up there before our motos and watch a couple starts, see where the starts are coming from, find good gates and stuff. And then, uh, we'll watch, uh, watch a couple races before to see where the line where the good lines are, where the fast lines are and stuff. Um, then once you get out there, you, you kind of see it more cause you can't see the whole track from just look, going up there and looking like, uh, like all the lines, like, where you need to go and stuff. But once we get out there and the first lap goes through, you, you kind of figure it out. But uh, that's just how we, we kind of go with it. How much does, for you, how much do the lines change from Friday practice to Saturday race? Um, So normally they don't really change too bad. Um, Saturday are a little bit different because the pros are out there and they – they make up some pretty, pretty good lines that, you know, some of us just don't see on Friday because of how more advanced uh, they are than the rest of us. But uh, you'll find, you'll pick up on like when you're watching their qualifying and stuff, some better line choices they take, but uh, it's not too, too much different from Friday to Saturday. That, that That's, that's odd, isn't it? Because doesn't the track get pretty beat up with the amount of ATVs that are running around it? Yeah, so Friday they're pretty they get pretty rough on Friday just because of how many sessions there are, how many people are out there. Like the like the last the round 3 of practice on Friday towards the end is pretty beat because they they don't prep the track, you know. I mean, why would they at the end of the day? So it gets pretty beat out there, but um I don't know, sometimes it's very similar. No, your hard pack tracks, they don't really get too beat up but like your sand tracks like texas was from moto one to moto two for us it got pretty got pretty bad but they did prep a few sections it was weird like 
because the pros went just before our second moto and uh, they ran a different, a little bit of different section. So uh, like they had a pro section incorporated in. So that half of the track was kind of like prep because where they exited to go off into the pro section and where they entered, it was all different, like the lines and stuff. So they prepped it. So that was like prepped and some of the other corners were prepped flat, but then there was still the roughness going in and the middle of the corner was flat. And when you come out of the corner, it was rough again. So it was just weird that moto, but uh, you kind of figured it out once you got a lap or two in. It was just just like patchy. It's weird. How often do you cut your own line off of the, 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 the grooved in line. So if there's like a super deep line or a rough line, I'll just cut off of it and go find the smoothest path. That is like the fastest. Like I had a pretty good line, um, the straightaway before the rollers at Texas, uh, you come off like this anthill thing and straight into, uh, like a 90 degree right-hander. And there was this long rut on the outside that literally everybody was taking and uh, it was so deep. And then there was a huge kicker about halfway down the straightaway. So I'd come in there and I'd just square off the berm and just go around that. So you'd have to hit that huge kicker. Cause I mean, it was just, it was crazy. It was crazy. Just how deep it was. You're not dragging, you know, I, I pick up on a little bit of things like that. And, and your line choice, does it change much during the actual race? Um, not really. I mean, I'll look around a little bit to see what, if anything was better, but I usually try to stay to the same, the same line, try to hit it consistently. How much do you, okay. The, the, the way I want to phrase this is um, the pros, when you get to watch the pros, which of the pros are you uh, picking up tips from while they're riding or do you do it with multiple of the pros? So I, I go out there and I watch a couple because a lot of their writing styles are different. Like uh, the main ones I really watch would be Joel and Chad because Chad's very calculated. He's a very calculated writer. Um, I, I like to watch Chad a lot. Um, then uh, Brandon, um, I like watching him. He has some unique, some unique lines and stuff he likes to take. Um and then Jeffrey, Jeffrey, uh, watch him a little bit. And then I'll watch the others, but uh, those are really one main ones I kind of focus on more, just watching their lines. You have seasoned veterans there with Joel, Chad, and Jeffrey, um, where the, you know, the, the, the resurgence of Ristrelli is showing his experience you know, because he's doing a lot better this year. Oh yeah. Uh, Jeffrey was riding really good down at Texas uh, and Gatorback too. He's, uh, he's, he's doing really well this year. Yeah. And Bryce Ford, you know, being yeah. the first point leader other than Joel or Chad in 12 years. I mean, that's. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that was crazy. That was a crazy race at Gatorback for sure. Oh Yeah. Like there was so much going on. Then the Jeffrey and Bryce battle was insane. Like the whole moto, all 18 plus two was like, that's what everybody was watching. Nobody was watching anything else, but them two, both of them races It's crazy. Yeah. Cause they were going at it. I mean, just duking it out. I mean, they're passing each other, passing each other back. It was awesome. That's exactly what our sport needs. Yeah, it, it was more enjoyable to watch because like sometimes it's just you know where everybody's gonna finish and it's just like it's not fun to watch, but that it's gonna be it's interesting this year because there's there's quite a few that are right there with each other in battle. Even that uh uh underground, uh Dane, Adam Ulrich and uh Vince Merman, they were in the very back of the class, but I mean they were just going at it like it was it was a good race just between them. They had their own race going on back in the very back. But I mean, well, hey, that's they were oh, and Aaron Salinas, he was in there too. I mean, this duking it out. I mean, hitting each other. I mean, side by side. Oh, there were three wide going across the finish line one time. It was insane. 
That's great. You, you gotta love that. And that yeah. you brought that up. You meant that you were paying attention to it. Oh yeah. It, I mean, we, 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 I was watching by the rollers. So, I mean, we seen everybody come through there and I mean, it was insane. I mean, they were passing each other, passing each other back. It was, it's pretty good race. What did you think of Chad coming back with a broken collarbone? He's just an animal. Like he's a different breed. I don't know how he did that. Like 17 or 18 days post-op with a metal plate. The bone's probably not completely healed at all. And he's out there and gets second. Whole shot, second, holds off Bryce Ford. It was, I was I was just amazed, honestly. I knew he was gonna do good, but uh, I don't know. He he's that was just insane. They were they were just looking for uh, a point, a good point finish, you know, yeah. nothing special. Very, yeah. And it to was, roll out there and drop the 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 two two, they they un, un, unbelievable. And yeah, the I mean, there is really is and the, uh, and the lead. Yeah, he was leading the, the second moto, I believe it was. Yep. He led for a couple laps, I believe, and uh, two or three, yeah. Yeah, and uh, we were like, this is crazy. but And it was a rough track. It wasn't like it was just a smooth track like Gatorback or High Point or something like that. Like It was pretty rough out there for going for 18 plus two, you know? Like, that's no joke out there. Not at all. I got to reach out to Chad, and he told me the whole story. So we actually aired it today. Yeah. Yeah, and well... Everybody's going to think that it's the day that we're you and I are doing, but it, it's you know uh, Tuesday, the April eighteenth is when we aired it, and it's uh, an unbelievable story. Yeah, yeah. The, the things that he did the days after. What I was most impressed with is the fact that Chad and Joel had a conversation amongst professionals. And made sure that they both understood that that they're professionals and and neither one would do anything to hurt the other one intentionally. Yeah, yeah. No, it was just a racing accident. You know, they that's uh that's how they make a living. So they're both not gonna let off going to that first corner for sure. Exactly. And sometimes I wish the spectators, the fans, the haters on either side would realize that. These guys are uh, the ultimate professionals. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, what did there's 11 championships there? Yep. I believe so. Chad's got eight and I believe Joel has three. So, yeah. I mean, there's 11 titles just in those two guys. Yeah. And they've not hurt each other. Yeah, and those 11 years, well, it's more than 11 years they've been racing each other. Yeah, because uh, there was a few other guys, a few different guys in there uh, when Joel was first, you know, coming in. And, you know, he didn't exercise that he was the guy uh, to, you know, to fight with Chad Um, immediately. He was doing well immediately, but, but not, you know, taking over that spot. So. Right. Lots of good things and strange things are happening. Uh, I'm enjoying it, even though I don't get to come and watch there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's been a good season so far. Very interesting. Yeah. I, I totally agree. You're every class. It seems like that I'm following and I'm trying to work in a couple of the amateur classes with Max feeding me some information because he's the guy that's there that that does the the reports with me, um, but I follow the the WMX uh, and the Pro Sport, the Pro Am, and then the Pro Class. And like I said, we're looking into some of the other amateur classes. We're trying to, anyways, right? Um, yeah, and get a good feel for how everybody's doing. Uh, you know, in the Pro Sport, in the Pro Am, you have five guys that are 
capable of winning, maybe six that are capable of winning on any given gate drop. Yeah, they're pretty stacked this year. I know they've had full gates and qualifiers for Pro-Am um, and Pro Sport, too, I believe. it's uh, They're pretty packed classes this year. And there's, like you said, the top five, six, any of them can win any given weekend. It's it's pretty good. I know at Texas, we watched the first Pro-Am moto, and it was it was pretty good, just the battles that were going on. Yeah, at any given moment, you don't know who's going to win. No, you don't. Not until the yeah. checker flag flies, you don't know. Right. But that's that's what makes it so much more fun to watch and be a part of it because it's so competitive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the WMX class this year, I mean, Kinsey's just kind of walked away the first two, so there's been really anything interesting going on in it. And Andrea's not out there yet. We're, we kind of just there's a couple battles like um further down but uh your top couple there uh they kind of just ride by themselves is what i've the first two well i'm sure that you're gonna throw a line out and hook onto that grab bar and kinsey and, and yeah, reel her back plan. in that is the plan we got to do something can't just let her run away like it like she has been but uh that's the plan i've been putting in some work for high point uh, here recently. Do you like High Point? Yeah, it's very similar to my track here at home, hard pack base. You know, I should be good at it. Um, I've won there quite a bit over the years. Um, it's a good track. You're not overly excited no, I mean, about it. It's not my favorite, but it's not my least favorite. It's a Who good track. Uh, Sunset Ridge. Okay. I like sand. But you know. practice on hard pack. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense, but yeah. Don't make what's any the, sense. What's the reason you like sand? I just, I like rougher tracks. I don't know. I, I can kind of ha- manhandle my four when it gets rougher. Uh, I'm pretty strong. I got a pretty strong upper body, but, uh, I don't know. I just like the sand, the way that the track flows there. Always liked it. Always liked it up there. But uh, oh, I don't that's, know. It, it's a new one for me. But yeah. yeah. I mean, I ride on hard pack almost every day and hard pack, slick, blue groove. But I like sand better. Like, nobody knows the answer. No, not at all. It's not just, at all. It doesn't make any sense. But uh, yeah. Were you part of the vote for WMX not to go to Daytona? Yes. Can you give me some insight why you guys didn't want to go and have the exposure? So, I mean, last year was kind of just a mess down there. Um, I've been there previous years before last year when they let um, some of the amateur classes go, I believe it's 2015, 2016, uh, maybe 17. I can't remember, but, uh, I was there in 18, uh, for my first, I was my first WMX race was down there. I don't know the tra- I just, the track just doesn't really, it's nothing to be really the past couple. Well, last year, the track just sucked, honestly. It didn't help. <laughs> it didn't help that it rained so much too. And then we walked out there to literally a pond but um i don't know i didn't like how people just sign up to say that they race daytona like there's a bunch of girls in our class that signed up to race and then they didn't race any other race throughout the year um that's kind of what was it kind of ticked me off a little bit, but, uh, and then with the track being so wet in one line, you go out there and I got stuck behind lappers like crazy because they wouldn't get out of the way. And, uh, I mean, I was like screaming and riving and everything because I got a bad start. And then I caught up to Andrea won that one. And then Kinsey was in second. I caught up to the back of them two. And then they, the lappers let them two by. And then here I am. And they wouldn't let me by. And I'm like, what the heck? So uh, that's just one reason I don't like it. I don't. I think a, a lot of others 
it's also expensive to go there. It's not like your normal national. It's you got to pay a lot more to go down there just because of the the speedway and stuff. But uh, I tried to tell the girls when they voted to go, like it's nothing. It's co- the experience is cool to save race there or whatever. But um, it's like it's nothing really special. Like once you do it then you'll be like, okay, whatever. And uh, a lot of the girls came back to me after we had braced it and they kind of thought about it and stuff. And they're like, yeah, you were right. It's nothing really that they wanted to do again. But what about the exposure? I mean, it was, it was okay. Um, I guess the, the stuff that was posted online was okay, but there wasn't really that many people that are watching i mean they're the vintage dirt bike guys but you're maybe the, the racer tv time but that all matters but uh i know it does but i just i think a bunch of us were just kind of fed up of it after i think the experience that we had wasn't wasn't the best and then a bunch of us top ones didn't want to go a couple did want to go, but they didn't really take their opinion. Because us, because yeah. I was Kinsey, just Kinsey said, I believe Kinsey said no. I don't remember, but Andrea said no. I believe Ellie said no. Um, There's a couple others that said no, so it was kind of majority didn't want to go. So. Yeah, I, I think that if you all vote and you don't want to, that's great. I would, I'm a huge advocate for, but I'm not also paying the bills. So, yeah, um, uh, you know, shut my mouth, move to the move out of the way and let you guys take care of it. Yeah. And, and just support you the best way I can in your decision. I just wanted to know what your thoughts were on that. Yeah, I, I, I don't really I don't know. I didn't really like it. The track usually isn't the best down there, but it's a super cross based track. So you got to kind of put that into perspective. But uh, no, I think the experience that we all had just because of the rain and then the gate didn't work, we had to do flag starts and all that. It was just cause it kind of felt like a joke that we were there, you know? <laughs> yeah. So pretty much everything went wrong that weekend for it was just, just not a good weekend. Well, Tuesday, I guess it wasn't even a weekend. Yeah, it was a Tuesday. And and yeah, it was it was a better weekend this time. Yeah. Hopefully if if you guys ever decide to go again, it will be a good weekend. Yeah, it, I think that was what kind of ruined it was just everything that went wrong. A lot of people just didn't want to go back and spend the money because I mean it's a lot of money. Then you have to take off pretty much the whole week to go there because a lot of us don't live down south. We all live pretty north. Yeah, that's true too. I get yeah. it. It's on a Tuesday. I think that was the biggest thing too for a lot of them. It takes of them away from your, it takes away from your budget for the year yep. because that one is so expensive. Yep, definitely. Yeah, it's great that you would talk about it so openly, and and that that's excellent. I appreciate that. Yeah, but no. Uh, hopefully, we can get this year back rolling. Well, I'm sure you will. Neve, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time. I know that with school and racing and and, and other things going on in your life, you're probably super, super busy. Um, East Coast time versus West Coast time, you're probably getting yeah. tired, tired no, as well. No, it ain't too late. I'm still on Central time, so it ain't too late here. That's that's good. That's good. But, uh, um, I thought you were East Coast time. Nope, nope. Uh, Central time here in Kentucky. Really? Yeah. You're pretty close There's- to the... Pretty close to the line, about an hour from the the Eastern time. The team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at ATVTalkPodcast.com. San Diego's Body Evolution and Wellness Center. With over 17 years experience, Dr. Heidi looking out after all your chiropractic needs and Coach PJ looking out after all your fitness needs. Visit our website, www.bodyevolution.org, or call for an appointment, 619-987-8875. If you're in need of a consultation for your current racing program, a custom ATV, 
or an industry guest speaker, I have the company for you. Duncan Technologies International Inc. offers host, MC, and guest speaking services at events, builds custom ATVs for recreational riding or racing around the world, and they offer consulting services for professional teams or individual racers. Send inquiries to duncantechinternational at gmail.com or call 619-716-1532 for more information. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, don't forget to share us with your family and friends. The podcast is available on all streaming platforms, and you can find us on social media as ATV Talk Podcast. We're on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Rumble, and Twitter. 